Hi, I'm Dr. Avanti Kumar Singh. In over 20 years of practicing both Western medicine and Eastern healing traditions, the most important thing that I've learned is that healing is a journey we take together. So on this podcast, I'll be demystifying Ayurveda and other integrated medicine, showing how these simple ancient practices are the keys to unlocking a healthy modern life. We are all healing catalysts because healing starts within. It starts with you and it starts right now. This is a Soulfire production. Episode number 85. Well, hello, my beautiful friends. Welcome back to the Healing Catalyst podcast. Today, we're continuing with our exploration of the intention for April, cleanse and release with a really special episode that is also part of our Go Deeper series on this podcast. I'm so happy to have Chef Divya Alter back with me again, this time to discuss the Ayurvedic perspective on cleanses. And for those of you who are new to the podcast, just a little background on this series. You know, this series was inspired by all of you, the incredible community of listeners asking for more Ayurveda and yoga knowledge to really go deep on a specific topic, to learn and understand more about these healing modalities. And so I decided to bring in other experts in Ayurveda for these episodes to really go deep on these topics. Other Ayurvedic practitioners, many of whom I consider my mentors and teachers as well. And as I mentioned, Chef Divya Alter is back with me again. She's been on the podcast several times now, and her episodes are really, really popular. Those episodes are actually linked in the show notes for you. Divya is the pioneering chef and author who's bringing Ayurvedic cooking to the modern world. She has nearly 30 years experience studying, practicing, and teaching Indian spiritual philosophy, yoga, Sanskrit chanting, and vegetarian cooking throughout Europe, India, and the United States. Originally from Bulgaria, she has studied and taught Sanskrit in Sweden and India and has assisted in the translation of many ancient texts. But that's not all. In addition, Divya is the author of two groundbreaking cookbooks, What to Eat for How You Feel, and her new book, Joy of Balance. She's also the chef restaurateur of Vivia's Kitchen, an award-winning Ayurvedic restaurant in New York City, and the creator of a line of Ayurvedic pantry goods. Vivia has introduced the wisdom of Ayurveda to hundreds of thousands of people around the world. But her greatest passion is teaching. Over the last 13 years, she's worked with more than 20,000 students, and she's the founder of North America's first Ayurvedic nutrition and culinary training program, which I'm taking right now as well and absolutely loving. In our conversation today, we talk about cleanses from an Ayurvedic perspective, starting with clarification of the often confusing terms that are used so interchangeably in Western wellness culture to describe cleanses and the important difference that distinguishes the Ayurvedic practices of seasonal detoxification and medicinal panchakarma. Divya also shares the four types of toxins and how Ayurveda addresses each. And she also shares how to do a seasonal detox at home with simple and powerful suggestions for routines, diets, and tools of yoga that you can do in the comfort of your own home. I'm so happy to have my friend, teacher, and mentor, Chef Divya Alter, back on the podcast again to go deeper, to talk about cleanses from an Ayurvedic perspective, to help us cleanse and release. 
Well, hello, Divya. I am so excited to be back with you again. This is your third appearance on the podcast. So thank you for coming back and being with me. Oh, anytime, Avanti. Thank you so much for having me back. It's always a pleasure speaking with you. And I always gain new insight just from speaking with you. And, and I really, really appreciate that. And I look forward to our conversation today. Thank you for having me. Oh, it's my pleasure. And I feel the same about you. I learned so much from you. And so, you know, these Go Deeper episodes have been so popular with my listening community. And so I'm so excited to do another one with you where we're going to do a deep dive into sort of an Ayurvedic approach or an Ayurvedic perspective on cleansing, because this word cleanse has become such a buzzword in the Western wellness world. And it it annoys me and at the same time excites me because there's so much talk of Ayurveda in that realm, but then it's used so wrongly. So I just thought it would be really helpful for us to have a deeper dive into this topic so that we could really clear up some of the confusion on this topic. Because, you know, you probably hear this all the time too, you know, oh, I'm going to do a cleanse or I'm going to do a detox or a reset. And people are using these words interchangeably and not really clear on what is it that they're actually doing? Why are they doing it? What's the purpose? It's just trendy. Like, let's clear up all of this stuff. So the first place that I would love to start is let's clarify some of these different terms, right? Mm -hmm. So there's a detoxification, then we use the word reset, and then we use the word cleanse. From your perspective and an Ayurvedic perspective, what would you say is the difference? Because they're used too interchangeably right now. So let's start there. Yes. So let's start with the Ayurvedic perspective because the Ayurvedic perspective, Ayurveda uses the Sanskrit word shodhana, shodhana, or shudhi, shudhi means clean. So, but shodhana in the sense of not just cleaning, but purification. So when you think about purification, it's not just the body, it's also the mind because the two are connected. And, and that's what I appreciate about Ayurveda. It never separates us into pieces, right? It just always looks at treating or helping the human being as a whole and not just addressing one piece of it. So in all the different, there's so many different practices of uh, cleansing or purifying yourself that you can do daily, you can do bi-weekly, you can do weekly, bi-monthly, monthly, seasonally. So Ayurveda speaks about different practices to support our natural purification of both the body and the body is external and internal. So every time we take a shower, we're cleansing in a way. But there is also internal purification of the body and then purification of the mind. Um, and then by doing that, one of the goals is to have really good coordination between the mind and the body and, to, and of course, to make both of them work at their best. So just like a machine, you know, we clean our car, <laughs> we change the oil, we, or if you're using an electric car, I don't know what parts you have to change in, in that machinery, but there is a maintenance. So purification is part of the maintenance or the way you clean your house. Like maybe you do like you clean your house more in bigger detail once a week or every couple of days. Then you do seasonal cleaning. Now it's springtime, so it's time for spring cleaning. 
Um, and that's when you get rid of a lot of stuff that you don't need anymore. You've never, you haven't used for years and, and it's of no use for you anymore. You want to make space for something new. So that's in a, in a way that's a reset. And similarly with our body, we, we, we need to have those different stages to do something that supports the natural flow of receiving something, utilizing, and then letting go of the, of the unwanted, unused parts. So, yes, yeah, so then from a modern perspective, what's the difference between detox, cleanse, and reset? You know, so English is my <laughs> second language, right? I, <laughs> I'm still learning English every day. But sure. one thing I notice also with, in America, at least, is that people can assign definitions, whatever definitions they want. And when you look at the history of the language, the, the meaning of the word cool meant something completely different 70 years ago than the way we use it, especially in slang today. So I think the confusion also comes from the way people assign newer meanings. Uh, but in my understanding and experience, and please, please, I would love to hear your, your experience too. For me, detoxification relates to deeper purification of organs and tissues. And it's actually, I mean, our body has so many systems that constantly <laughs> do the cleaning partly. You know, they're like the janitors, the lungs, the GI tract, the colon, the the different openings in our body. I mean, there's constant cleansing going on there. But that's, so, so detox can... It's deeper and it's more detailed. It can go all the way on deep tissue level. Cleansing is, it's more, it's lighter, <laughs> so to say. And it can happen every day also. And we'll speak about some of these pra daily practices as well. And then reset, for me, reset is like doing spring cleaning for your house. It's like you're letting go of the old and making space for the new and the better. Mm -hmm. What's your experience? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I think that that's a really good delineation. And I think that's why I asked the question, because these terms are so interchangeable or the way that they're being used in Western wellness is so inter interchangeable. And then they're being ascribed to meaning the same thing in Ayurveda and they don't at all. Right. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you hear all these, you know, articles and interviews with celebrities who have done a panchakarma and they're equating that to a cleanse. And it's just like, no, 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 that's not the same thing. So I do think that, you know, this idea of a reset is something very light. So let's start there. So sort of that's like the the easiest one to incorporate into your daily life, you know, maybe once every few months or one day a month or whatever, it's sort of like you're giving your digestion a rest of some kind and resetting, just like pushing a reset button, right? Yes. And then I do think the cleanse is a little bit deeper cleaning, like you were saying, a little more intentional, a little more about, okay, let's really remove some of the things that we don't need and let's make space for new things. And then like you said, a detoxification is what I see as purification, which is what we talk about in Ayurveda, because the word detoxification actually has the word toxin. It's like removal of the toxins, but it's much more than, like you said, just a physical cleansing. And that's where I think there's a lot of confusion in Western wellness because there's so much focus on the physical cleansing. 
you know, whether it's like, oh, let's do a juice fast or let's do a colonic or let's do a very restrictive diet or, you know, whatever it is. And I'm not, I'm not saying that any, there's anything wrong with any of those things. What I'm saying is that that is not the same thing as an Ayurvedic perspective of detoxification because it is, like you said, mind body. And I think I want to click into one other thing that you mentioned is that it's also about really sort of fine tuning the machine and creating a better connection between the mind and the body and the spirit, the emotions, the physical sensations, like that is all part of detoxification. It's a very holistic view. So I think that that's a really important distinction that it's not about just uh, releasing what we don't need and making space for what we should need or what we want to bring in, but it's also fine-tuning or reestablishing the connections between all parts of us, which I think is so important. That, yeah, you said it so beautiful. Yes, exactly. And because of that, true purification, right, leads to deep transformation. Because that's the goal also. It's like you're not just detoxing, you're not just cleaning, you're also, you're also changing your habits. Like, for example, wait, I, I taught a class recently. There was this lady, Judy, very nice lady. And she's like, I, I just did your reset kit and it was amazing. I stopped drinking coffee. I just don't have the need to drink coffee after four days of doing the reset. And I'm like, oh, well, look at the transformation. So the transformation can happen, again, physically, mentally, emotionally, wherever we are ready to let go of the old and invite the new. But and that's the beauty of Ayurveda. Every practice, every Ayurvedic practice is really wholesome. It doesn't just, doesn't just address one part. It treats the whole person, but also it transforms the whole person for the right. better. Yeah. And so I think another thing that you said that's really important is also what is the reason that you're doing it and what is the goal, mm -hmm. right? Those are two things that you mentioned that's very important because it's not just about doing a cleanse and like, oh, let me do a juice cleanse for three days or why are you doing it, right? Like what's your intention? And then what is it that you're hoping to have happen? What is the transformation that you're hoping to have happen? Now, that doesn't mean that, you know, you're going to have this huge transformation necessarily in three days or five days or even a month, you know, but the point is that you're starting a transformation. There's an intention there. So I think that's important. And you actually mentioned something when we were preparing for this, this conversation is that there are different types of toxins. So in the, you know, the idea of, you know, what is it that you're trying to do? Like, what's the reason? What are we trying to do? So what are we trying to do in an Ayurvedic detoxification? It's to remove toxins. But then you mentioned there's many different types of toxins. So let's talk talk about that real fast. Yes, I was so fascinated to learn this from my main Ayurveda teacher, Vaidya Mishra. And he explained he explained toxicity from the point of view of the Shaka Vansiya Ayurveda tradition, which I trained in. And he he was the successor of. And it really blew my mind when I when I first heard him explain this. And I'm really happy to share it with our listeners because it's like, oh wow, aha. So uh we often think of toxins. I mean, I, I want to invite our listeners right now. So what comes to mind when you think of detox cleanse? What exactly are, are you cleansing? What what do you think that you're cleansing or getting rid of, right? And we usually think of 
the toxins from the air, pollution from the water, from all these environmental pollutants, which are pesticides. I mean, there's so many of them. It's a long list of them. Or you drank too much alcohol, you know, drugs, whatever, whatever external toxicity we were exposed to. Even medications, that's why they have side effects, right? They have, they can have toxic effect on the liver, especially. So, so that's definitely one type of toxins. But the amazing thing is that the first two types of toxins, Vadimisha explained, are generated by our own body and by our own weak digestion. And I was like, what? So the first level of toxicity in Ayurveda is called ama. And technically, it's not a toxin yet. I mean, if you really want to be technical, it's not a toxin because it's not very reactive yet. So ama means, it's so hard to explain it in one word. There is no one word translation for that. (laughs) So it's like, it's often translated as semi-digested food. So the food that we take in, we eat, and it goes through our digestive system, but it doesn't fully break down and become absorbed fully by our tissues. It doesn't fully become part of our body. So that semi-digested matter, that kind of, it's like the residue from partial digestion, that's called ama. And ama is, the Ayurvedic text describes describe its characteristics. So it's kind of cold in nature in in the sense that it's not hot and reactive. It's cool and it's kind of sticky. So this is like a sludge. Imagine, and there is, I mean, you're a doctor. There is a sludge in the digestive tract that can build, right? So, uh, and (laughs) Dr. Basuti Bhattacharya calls it the schmutz. (laughs) The schmutz in the schmutz. I know, I remember her saying I think that. Schmutz is a, it just sounds like it. It's like <laughs> so it's kind of sticky, unpleasant. And we all have some in our bodies. None of us have perfect digestion. But the way it feels that you have that, this kind of first level, initial level of toxicity is that you may feel stiffness. Like if you wake up in the morning and before you get out of bed, if you feel stiffness in your joints or your muscles, and then as soon as you start moving around, it kind of disappears, that's ama. And you may get extra phlegm, like being congested in your sinuses, in your throat without being sick. Or if you, in the morning, scrape your tongue, which we highly recommend (laughs) to do every morning after you brush your teeth. So scraping your tongue, that's that stuff that you scrape, the white sticky stuff, that's a symptom of ama in the body. And that's just scraping the tongue itself and brushing your teeth. These are daily cleansing procedures. So this is like a light cleansing. Um, so yeah, so, so that's the ama, first level. Then the next one is very interesting. It's called ama visha. So visha in Sanskrit means poison or toxin. So when this ama, so the body has a natural ability to get rid of the ama. If our elimination, metabolism is good, we're exercising regularly, um, we're sweating, you know, the body can cleanse that ama naturally. There's a natural mechanism for the body to deal with it. But if that's kind of weak in our body, which happens a lot, if this ama just starts sitting in the channels in our body and gets stuck there and just sits there, it begins to ferment 
and it becomes from a cool, sticky substance, it transforms into hot, acidic, reactive substance. So I like this example because it happens to me sometimes. Imagine you put, um, let's say you made like a lentil dish, like a lentil salad or something with some radishes, maybe some broccoli, some cauliflower, some nice cruciferous vegetables because they're a little more stinky. It's easier to imagine. And then you have some leftover and you put it in your garbage. Um, and then you go away on vacation and you come back a week later. And so when you put it in your garbage, you know, it's just food leftover. It doesn't smell much. That's the ama part. You come back and you open your garbage can and it smells really offensive. It's very stinky. And it's like, ooh. And then you can see little bubbles, <laughs> you know, it's fermenting. It's hot. It's acidic. That's amavisha in the body. And, and that's something we really want to clean because this is reactive su substance. So this attracts all kinds of bad bacteria, parasites, you know, all the bad fungus. Like they love, they thrive in this environment. So amavisha is the seed for inflammation. So chronic inflammation could be in your muscles, could be in your could be on the level of the fat tissue, bone marrow tissue. So when amavisha goes down to the level of the bone marrow, which is pretty deep in the body, that's when autoimmune disease begins, according to Vaidhimishra. So, yeah, and that's also like very serious chronic, chronic, very serious diseases begin when there is amavisha in the body. So it's very important to get rid of it. Um, and then. The next one is the environmental ones. So, I mean, we mentioned some examples, right? And some of them we cannot really... We walk on the street and you breathe in the exhaust from the cars. <laughs> right. We can't really control that. Or the water, even if we filter our water still, we shower. <laughs> so, But there is so much more. Like the, there can be dental toxicity, like your fillings, even if they're not the... the, the amalgam mercury fillings, even the plastic ones, is still plastic in the teeth. Um, it could be it, this kind of external toxicity can come, it could come from your cookware, you know, if you're using reactive cookware. It could come from the cosmetics you're using, the makeup or whatever creams and lotions you're putting on your body. It can come from your detergents <laughs> and what you use to clean your house. Um, and also, Back in the day when the Ayurvedic texts were written thousands of years ago, they didn't have the kind of pollutants that we have today. But they had a lot of, like, like if you get bitten by a mosquito or any kind of insect or a snake, so this was a scorpion, you know, that were, those were the cases of external toxicity. They're very poisonous. Especially where we live, right? If you live in a tropical place, <laughs> you have to worry about those. But, but here we worried about the what's Im immediate for us. Even like even the the fabrics we wear, right? If you wear a lot of polyester and synthetic fabrics, that can contribute to. And, and also, Vaidyamisha explained that they called gara visha. So gara in Sanskrit means slow, and this builds over time, like. You will not you will not get food poisoning or have poison poisoning or t 
toxin symptoms if you eat foods with a lot of pesticides in them for a year or two. They consider it safe for consumption. But if you eat them your whole life, it builds up and it builds up. Or heavy metals, they're very heavy. They're hard to get out. And those can just settle there. So, And then the last one is so fascinating that the last one comes from electricity. It could be naturally occurring electricity or the electricity that we produce in our environment today, in our civilization. So, And there is a Sanskrit word for it, and it's called Indra Vajra Avijanya Visha. So back in the day, when you get struck by a lightning, you have a very toxic effect in the body, right? It really affects you. So they consider that a type of toxin. And the modern representation of that is electromagnetic frequencies from the Wi-Fi, from all these electricals that we use all the time, and then electromagnetic radiation from cell phones, from computers and X-ray machines and nuclear plants, you know. <laughs> so, so that's and that's also so that's a more subtle, uh, more subtle toxin. But it affects, especially it affects the vibrational channels in the body, which carry prana, the energy. They also carry our thoughts, our desires. They, it also affects the nervous system. That's why when you're in a lot of electric <laughs> environment, it's very hard to sleep. So, yeah, so these are the four types. So ama, the semi-digested food. Amavisha, the fermented semi-digested residue. And by the way, this tends to build also in our belly area. So all this like, what, what do they call it in medicine when, when it's, things get stuck in the colon for years? I don't know that they actually have a term for that <laughs> for years. I mean, because usually it'll cause problems, right? It'll cause some kind of a backup and then you have, you know, an obstructive bowel of some kind. Yeah. That's much more of what, you know, but this, I don't know that, I don't know the answer to that. I don't know that there is, I've ever come across a term for that. I think I was reading an article. It's a little gross, but there was an article about a famous, there's a movie star. I, I forget his name. But so when they did an autopsy, he passed away in his old age. When he did an autopsy, they found like dried fecal matter in his colon. And it was about 40 pounds of it. So he had a big belly. <laughs> and it was just impacted. Yes. And that was, that's exactly Amavisha. It just gets, sits there and dries. And sometimes you just, if you feel like you're gaining weight, but it's not necessarily fat. The good news is Ayurveda has really good practices to clear all that. Third one is, is the environmental toxins. And the fourth one is electromagnetic. Yeah. And so that's so interesting because the first two are internal and the, the last two are external. And I love how, you know, it's always so amazing to me because they knew what they were doing. They wrote these texts thousands of years ago, but then there's the modern equivalent to what they were writing about getting struck by lightning. But now we're talking about electromagnetic radiation. So it translates. It's so interesting. But I think, you know, one of the things I wanted to ask you is that, you know, you didn't mention so much the emotional toxins. Mm -hmm. Do you consider that that, that would go with Vajya Mishra say that that was Ama and Ama Visha, like that that is the 
undigested food in the sense of thoughts, emotions that we don't digest because we have weak agni is also created in amma. And then if it's not dealt with because it's an internal process. Yeah. So you can definitely, you can definitely look. So what we just described was on physical level, right? But you can have similar categorization of mental and emotional toxins. Because Agni, Agni is the, the force in nature and also the force in our body that helps us to process everything and to transform and metabolize. So yes, when our mental Agni is low, <laughs> um, then, and we experience this, when life goes through us too fast, we just don't, we're not able to process everything that just happened. Um, so, so then what we need, then we need a reset. <laughs> we need to stop, you know, have a few days to just maybe do nothing, go. I love being in nature for my resets. Just really connect with nature, connect with yourself and then start again. Um, but then the emotional, the emotional is so difficult because we can carry that emotional ama from early childhood and we don't have any memory of it and it just gets stuck it stuck gets stuck in our energy field but it also can manifest physically in the body so there are amazing therapists therapists and holistic healing modalities that will take you from the physical pain and help you connect that to that emotional or mental toxins that you need to clear and let go of maybe you didn't maybe you're holding a resentment or anger or you didn't forgive somebody um so so actually in in ayurveda and also in general the vedic understanding is that everything manifests from subtle to gross so the real work is to do our mental emotional cleansing that will kind of free the soul us the soul free us to be at our best and to fulfill our purpose. Exactly. And I think that that's such an important point because we do focus on the physical cleansing detoxification because that's where it shows up, which is fine. But again, that's why the Ayurvedic perspective is so important because built into our um, procedures, our practices, our you know ways of doing things is the idea that you are also moving from physical, from the gross to the more subtle, because you have an opportunity to cleanse your mind, to cleanse your emotions while you're cleansing your physical body in any of these processes, right? That's the beauty of Ayurveda. It's built in for you already. Um, and that's why I think it's so important that people understand that cleansing is not just about juicing and colonics and a dietary reset. That's all fine, you know, but that's at a physical level only. You need to go deeper to really have the effect and also to have the benefit. Because again, you know, I always say this in so many of my, you know, episodes on this podcast says that everything is energy. The energy body is the blueprint for the physical body. And what we're doing in Ayurveda is trying to cleanse and clear and keep the energy body clear so that we don't have physical illness. And so it always goes back to energy, right? But we 
live in a material world. We're humans in a human body. Our souls are in a human body. We become more aware in the physical plane. So we start yeah. there, but then you work backwards. <laughs> yes, exactly. To where so you need to go. Yeah, you said it so beautifully. Use the body as a portal, right? It opens yes. the door for you to Beautiful. do deeper work. And yes, I mean, and we all go through periods like that, right? And usually when I, I know for myself, when I experience, it could be physical pain or it could be some kind of mental anxiety or a situation that's really forcing me to look within. Um, I take my time to do that work because I've learned that if I just brush it off, you know, <laughs> I'm just pushing it down. It's like, oh, I'll deal with this later. I'll deal with this later. And it's, and it just builds up. And sometimes I just feel like I just, I'm going to explode and have a nervous breakdown because there's so much unprocessed stuff that I pushed away. So I learned that the hard way. <laughs> you and me both, you know, I mean, in my community knows because I've shared that, you know, I am right now going through a cancer journey. You know, my body is going through that. And for me, it came at the physical level. And I know that this is much more than physical. This is deep soul work that I'm doing. And so I'm being faced with that too. Now, I'm not doing a cleanse. It's a little bit different. But the point is, is that this stuff will show up on the physical plane. And at some point, it's going to tell you, you need to go deeper. And for me, that's that's what's happening for me. So I, I absolutely understand what you're saying. It's it's very profound when you start to think about it this way. And that's why it becomes so important. You know, when you were mentioning, you know, scraping your tongue, again, this is a practice, this is a daily practice in Ayurveda that allows for that cleansing so that you don't have that build of, a, of that ama, you know, and that's on the physical level so that it can, you know, give you more of an opportunity to then deal with all the other stuff, Right. So we have these things built in in our everyday in Ayurveda, which is, again, the brilliance of this medicine that we're talking about. But we could go on and on about that. But let's talk about this. You know, I really want us to clarify for people, what is the difference between a panchakarma and a seasonal detox? Because these are two things we talk about in Ayurveda a lot, and they get grouped together, they get confused you know, panchakarma is a very specific thing. It has a very specific meaning, which we'll tell you in a minute, the Sanskrit word, versus the seasonal detoxification that we do in Ayurveda, you know, two times a year. So let's let's talk about that. So what what is the difference, first of all? Yeah, well, let's, let's start with the seasonal because we're in spring season right now. So, so Ayurveda always looks at the transitions in nature. And the transitions is the transition periods are very important because that's that's kind of the reset time. It's like and the two transitional seasons in the northern hemisphere are spring and fall. So when you look at spring, spring is the transition from the cold season to the hot season, and fall from the hot season to the cold season. And our nature goes through big transformation during these two seasons, and our bodies also. And during these, it's called sandhi. Sandhi is the Sanskrit word for transition. That's one of the meanings. It's a good time to reset during that time because you're preparing the body to welcome the new change in nature. And, and of the two, like if you wanted to do, so if you bring is the best time for cleanse and also panchakarma, which we'll speak about in a moment. 
but spring is better for the deeper tissue detoxification if you wanted to do it. But it also depends which part, <laughs> which part of the world, world you are. Fall can also be good for that as well. And the main thing with seasonal detox is or cleanse is to is to uh, really pre- like in the winter, for example, we accumulate a lot of sluggishness. Winter is the time to build our tissues, to build our body. We build our immune system. We're less outdoors. We're less active, probably. We're exposed to the sun less. So it's kind of internal, like hibernating, building. And, and then we may accumulate extra ama. We may accumulate extra buildup that makes us feel very sluggish or congested. And then in spring, when the temperatures begin to warm up and the snow melts and the soil is so moist and fragrant and, and it's warmer, the sun is coming out. So that's, that's the, also our body kind of the, that ama buildup in the body can, begins to kind of melt. So that's why a lot of people get seasonal allergies also. All this congestion is related to the seasonal change. So it's a good time to get rid of that <laughs> now. Open the channels, like open the body so that you can experience the beauty of summer and be outside and travel and hike and to your full to to your heart's content. Right. And so one thing about that is that it's sort of like at the end of the season, you have an accumulation of those qualities of that season. And so yeah. it can cause problems because it can start to go out of balance and so in a way, what we're trying to do is bring the body back into equilibrium. We're trying to bring yes. it back into balance and get rid of some of that excess accumulated qualities from that season so we don't have imbalance that then causes symptoms, illness, disease in the next season. So that's yes. another way to think about it too. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I always... I always feel like for me, spring is like like how we open our windows and we want to clean, we get rid of the dust, we go to those deep places when we're on top of the, on top of your, you know, whatever cupboard dresser that you rarely go to. And you actually want to do it. It's not just, oh yeah, it's spring. It's like, yeah, I'm tired of this winter. And I, so the body is similar. It's just the channels open up, things loosen up. It's like, yeah, let's clean it out. Right, right. I feel the same way about spring. I love it that way too. Yeah, right. When you when you cannot stand winter anymore, spring comes. Right. Like, oh, like, such oh, a relief. Thank gosh. Yeah. Exactly. So then fall. So imagine how much heat we accumulate in the summer, especially right. August, September. It's like, okay, I've had enough of summer. Like I'm, you start feeling hot, too hot. And so then when fall comes and the cooler seasons, then it's like, oh, wow, what a relief. It's cool again. And then doing a reset at that time will help to get the body get, this time we've accumulated a lot of heat. So clearing that and all the symptoms that go with that. So you may feel extra, you just feel hot, you're sweating more. You may feel like, oh, your hair is starting to fall more because the heat rises up to the head and just like the leaves fall from the crown of the tree, the, the hair can fall from the head when there's too much heat in the head. So, and you may have some seasonal colds and flu going on as well. Maybe you have excessive dryness from all this heat. So then doing a reset to clear the heat and to prepare the body to, so with open channels to welcome that building season in the late, late fall and winter. 
Yeah, exactly. And so then, so that's seasonal detoxification, which, which pretty much everyone should do different degrees, but they should do that because all of us accumulate in those seasons. We all accumulate, you know, however balanced we think we are, we're all having some accumulation. So we can all benefit from a little bit of seasonal detoxification, helping our bodies and minds, again, purify more. What's the difference then between panchakarma and sort of when would you do a panchakarma versus a seasonal detoxification? So panchakarma is a, it's a very detailed Ayurvedic practice and pancha means five, karma week. Karma has many meanings. One of them is practice, like work, some, something you do. And so a panchakarma is a very detailed and very deep cleansing or detox. And it goes, it addresses every part of the body. So the digestive tract, different tissues that like your blood, your muscles, your fat. Uh, it also addresses your eyes, I mean, the procedures to, if you need it, to clear your eyes. But panchakarma is, so you always start with, it takes at least a month to do that properly. You have to do it at the clinic and you have to be supervised because it, the, everybody reacts differently. So they always customize the practice for you. And so you also have to make sure that it's the right time for your health to do that. Because you may feel, oh, I'm not good, feeling well. You should never do panchakarma if you're very weak and depleted. Because the first step in panchakarma, and this takes about, it's different for people, but it can take five days to a week. They call it purva karma, it's preparing the body. So opening the channels. It's kind of nice in getting massage, you're sweating, um, and you start eating very, so the diet is a big part of it. So through each part of the five practices, you're giving specific diets. In the beginning, it's just a lighter diet. And then there is a purgative diet. Then when when they really flush your colon, and <laughs> so, I mean, they're a little gross, you know, vomiting and other things to get ex excess bile and things like that. So, but, so that's the very intense and it involves certain types of fasting. And then the last part, which is very important also, is rasayana. So you, you go through rebuilding your tissues. So you deplete it, you kind of swept away, scraped away <laughs> stuff, but then you have to give nourishment to the body again. Um, and many people actually make this mistake. They, you can do any kind of fast or cleanse or detox. There's so many fads and practices outside of Ayurveda. But very often they kind of, they only do the detox part and then they don't teach you how to do the nourishment part. And if you don't do the nourishment part properly afterwards, the rebuilding part, then what can happen is that deep fatigue and imbalance can seep down in your tissues and you can end up with much, you can feel better initially, but then you can feel much worse afterwards because your tissues were not replenished properly after the intense, it's like a bomb, you know, it's like, boom. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. yeah. Okay. Let's clean all this. But then if you don't put it back together, right. then your body can actually get into a bigger imbalance. And that's something that Vitamisha always warned us about. Because there are many Panchakarma clinics nowadays, especially in India, but also all over the world. And, and if you go and they will say, oh, I want to do Panchakarma. Great. So they will take you in 
and happily take your money because it isn't it isn't expensive. You stay there for a month at least, and and they do all these procedures on you. It is expensive to do it, but and they will take your money, but they don't always. You know, they may take you in and your body is not ready for it. It may not be always honest with you. So I only, I know a couple of clinics in India and I say, you know, if you want to go, you can go there. And when you go there, the doctors are honest and they may see, oh, well, you want to do Panchakarma, but your channels are very clogged. You're too weak. You're not ready for this, but we can do other procedures on you just to build up your strength first. So Vadim Mishra always warned us because he said, I've seen so many victims of improper panchakarma and it can actually make you more sick. And also please don't do panchakarma like the kind of thing that you go to the spa and you do some spa procedures and then you go home and you watch TV and, and go back to your life. You really have to separate yourself and be in nature away from your cell phone. You know, you have, it's like, um, it's a whole, it's like full body and mind detox right. if you're present. It's, it's a right, and so the point is, is that it's it's a medicinal procedure. It's it's a very intensive, very specific to what your imbalance is, what's going on with you. It's very very personalized to what's what you need specifically, and it has to be done under the guidance of someone who knows what they're doing, an Ayurvedic practitioner, an Ayurvedic doctor at an Ayurvedic clinic or facility. You don't want to be doing this at a quote spa or at home or anything like that. So it's really important because again, these terms are used interchangeably in Western culture, which is very confusing for most people. They're like, oh, I'll do a panchakarma. You hear a celebrity saying, I did a panchakarma for two weeks. No, you didn't because you can't do a panchakarma in two weeks. It takes four weeks at least, you know, because of the, the pre, during, and post, there are very specific parts of a panchakarma. So that is just something I want everyone to really understand. And so that is something that is a very intensive process. But what we're talking about from what you can do at home and that you should be looking at is this seasonal detoxification that you can do in your home with simple practices that are things that we already do in Ayurveda, but we do it a little bit more focused over a certain number of days, three to five days, with a very clear intention and goal we clear our schedule and we talk about mind, body, spirit. It's very much a holistic type of thing, but we can do this at home. And it's very, very beneficial for all the reasons that Divya was mentioning of really clearing the accumulation and readying ourselves for the next season so that we can transition from one season to the next, just like nature does. What you just said, yes. And that's very much a preventative practice so we can talk about this more but just to finish on panchakarma because there are some really good clinics in india nowadays and and other parts of the world so for our listeners if anybody is thinking of doing panchakarma and you feel that you're ready to do it i would recommend scheduling at least two months for this because let's say you fly to india from the united states or whatever else it's a long flight just the, the travel itself creates a big imbalance for the body. So maybe allow a week for your body to, for you to just acclimate to the local environment and get rid of jet lag and, and just kind of settle in and then start the panchakarma 
And then after the four weeks, it's actually ideal. And doctors, they, they said, don't travel for three weeks, you know, just wait. So spend three weeks, you can stay locally and maybe travel, go visit temples and holy places or, or rest or whatever. But don't jump on the plane the day after you finish and, and come back. Like allow for all of this to integrate. Um, and then you have real, you experience real positive effect and transformation. Yes. And I thank you so much for saying that because it is, it is something that's very time intensive. And, you know, this is not to dissuade any from anyone from doing it. it is the most life-changing thing you can do. Uh, but then allow yourself the time and the space and the proper guidance to do it in a way that you will have the most benefit from it. Um, I think that's sort of the message that I want people to really hear is that it's not a, you know, 10 to 14 day like thing that you can just, you know, get on a plane, go do it, come back and you're done. It's a much more intensive process and lengthy process than that. So um, yes, very good points. Okay. So let's, let's shift back to seasonal detoxification and let's maybe just walk through some simple things that people can do. Now you have a reset kit, which I think, you know, honestly, you guys, I will tell you, I have tried a lot of different things. People send me things all the time. And I'm not just saying this because I'm on with Vivia. Her reset kit is amazing. I've told you before on this podcast that I'm a big fan of her products because they are so well made and so delicious. But her reset kit is amazing. The broths are amazing. Everything is amazing. Even the way that you you have the literature in there about what to do, it's beautifully done. So let's talk about, I mean, we could talk about your reset kit and sort of, because you've, you've incorporated everything that we do in seasonal detoxification into your your kit. It's, it's like a complete, here you go. It's like you get the box and you start, you're given all the instructions. So let's talk about that. Yeah. Well, thank you. I'm glad you had a good experience with it. Oh, I love um, it. Well, I created the reset kit at the end of last year because we were like, yeah, January, so many people, holidays, you know, drinking, eating too much. So January was a kind of reset, but the reset kit we created, you can use any time of the year. And especially now in spring is great. It's great in fall, but it because it's nutritional reset, um, it doesn't, it will not imbalance your body even if you do it in the summer. So it, it's good to do it when you just feel that something is not right with my digestion. I just feel so sluggish. I want to change my eating habits. And maybe you're starting a path where you need to lose weight and you just need to reset your eating habits. So it's always good, or you just went through a very strenuous period of work or life events that you really depleted yourself and you need a reset to start nourishing yourself again properly. So that's, that's what the, that's, that was my intention of creating the reset kit. And it includes our packet, meal packets with kitchri and soups, lentil soups, and it's complete protein and I recommend adding, you can add vegetables to it. And there is a 20 minute video that goes with it. So I show you how to prepare everything, but it also includes two types of new products that we're going to release this year. And they're so good. And people literally like, 
I'm buying the reset kit again because I love the brats and I love the teas. Yep, the brats are amazing, amazing. And they're vegetarian. They're amazing. They're so good. Yeah, so they include broth powders that are also made with specific herbs and spices. And there is a binder effect to it. So Vitamish always taught me how when you have a cleansing ingredient like bitter melon or moringa, right? So our broths have bitter melon or moringa or turmeric. Always add a binder to kind of package the toxins and eliminate them easily. So I use a binder. I use cassava flour as a binder, which, which also adds nice, smooth texture to the broth. But they're so delicious and you can use them as a base, not just for detoxing, you can use them as a base to make a soup or to... The other day I made the protein shake with, I just added my lentil protein powder to the broth and it became a really delicious protein shake. So, so these are, and then we have the teas, one of the teas, the immune boost tea helps to open the channels in the body. So that's a very important principle also when when you decide to cleanse or detox or make sure that or reset make sure that you open your body up it's like when you want to clean your house and you haven't cleaned it in a way let's say the attic because we don't clean there so much <laughs> so it's right you want to clean your attic and you haven't cleaned it for a year and you go upstairs and you start sweeping the windows and the clothes and and the doors are closed and it just Dust comes from one place and it settles to another. So if the channel, similarly, the channels in the body are clogged and not fully open, the detoxification stimulation can cause retoxification of the body. So toxins come from one place and settle in another. And Mm -hmm. that's, that's why some people feel very sick after a detox. They, their body was not ready for it or they did it too much. So so opening, preparing, opening the body first, and then the different practices that I recommend it, recommend to do while you do that. And it, I mean, we're getting all these reviews and I'm like, wow. <laughs> and people are like, yeah. I'm surprised how delicious it is. I don't have to yeah. drink bitter things and force myself. Right. <laughs> Right. So the principle really when you're doing this kind of a reset or seasonal detoxification is to, like you said, open the channels, make sure there's something that's binding to remove the toxins, but you're also giving some digestive rest also, right? That's an important concept in this as well. Yes, exactly. Because one requirement that I recommend is if you really want to get the most out of it, don't eat anything else. So you can add vegetables. You can actually prepare. And we actually include recipe cards for sautéed leafy greens or cilantro chutney. These are specific foods that aid elimination of toxins. Uh, but ultra-processed foods, nothing that comes out of a package or a can, alcohol, like drugs, recreational drugs, the coffee if, if possible <laughs> and and all these foods that we actually can live without right but we keep putting in our body and they they lead to a lot of toxic buildup and and burden the liver also or or uh, very often digestive problems come from very thick bile when the bile is too thick and it's kind of sludgy and it doesn't move properly so yeah, so once you do that, if you actually do it for three days and then you realize, oh my God, I can live without the, the packaged processed foods, you know? Right, right, right. 
Yeah. And so those are really the important concept and dietary reset. And that's why the dietary changes that you need to do during this kind of reset or seasonal detoxification. And that's why I just find having your kit is so convenient and so helpful because it's all there. It's in dry packages and you're adding, you know, fresh vegetables or water or whatever it is to make your, your meals. And so it's very easy. So that's one piece of it. But then the other piece is the lifestyle changes, right? And so what are some of you say, I know what I would say, but I'm sure it's pretty much the same, but the lifestyle changes or some of the practices that you want to do during a reset of this kind? Yeah. Well, the first one is exercise or movement. It's important to move our lymph to move because that's part of, it stimulates more elimination and also it it improves our metabolism, which will then support proper detoxification. Um, and it can be dance. It can be, you know, just walking, but make sure that you move, like stretching, whatever works for you that motivates you to do. And I find it very helpful to have alone time. So don't do a reset or detox or anything when you're very busy or there's a lot of people around and and it's too loud and because you need to have alone time to really connect with yourself. And during the reset is also perfect time to kind of realign with who you are and what you're meant to do in the world and kind of think about your life, think about your relationships, look at the life ahead of ahead and really kind of align with what you're meant to do in this life because we tend to stray away, especially during stressful periods. And when you find yourself It's so empowering also. It's like, oh, I feel like myself again. (laughs) So, and then it kind of, then you move strong and more confident and also more with with clear intention, continue. So yeah, having alone time, having quiet time, less, if you can do no social media and just all these distractions, you know, like do a little digital detox as well. That would be great. Um, And I find also like pranayama, like di- different breathing practices in Ayurveda, I find pranayama extreme because there are many bre- types of breath that can breath exercise that can also help with detox as well, and and that's especially that's physical, but also pranayama is also very powerful for the mind. Uh, and then meditation, amazing for mental detoxification with also physical effects, reduces the stress and the stress response in the body. Um, Yeah, so we all have our different ways to de-stress. The kind of music you like to listen to or the nature, do you like the beach or the forest? You know, like connect with those de-stressors and you have an amazing experience. Yeah, and journaling, you know, any of these things that have some self-reflection are really helpful, I think, too. The other things that you can always do, and this is for people who are already practicing these things, you know, make sure you continue with detoxification through of the senses, you know, whether it's your neti wash or your tongue cleaning, tongue scraping, those are all important things. You want to make sure that you're eliminating every day, right? If you are doing some abhyanga, some self-Ayurvedic massage, that's a wonderful practice to continue while you're doing a reset because it, again, helps to move some of those toxins out of the body, keeps the lymph moving, but also detoxes the skin. So those are good things to do as well. 
so you can continue with some of these practices that you might already be doing if you're already, you know, down the Ayurvedic path of, of having that lifestyle. You want to continue with those practices as well if you can. Yeah, exactly. And but for this, you have to slow down a little bit. Oh, yeah, I have time to make self-massage or take a bath or sweat. So so you have to you really have to make time for it. Don't just do it when you're very busy and you have to plan it. You have to make time for it. Yeah. I mean, whenever I do a seasonal detoxification, I make sure that I actually I kind of try to block off five days and really have the three in the middle to be the most intensive. And the one on the either side, I know that I'll be like finishing things up, getting things prepared, whatever it is. And then sort of the fifth day, I'm sort of coming right back into life. But I really try to be very intentional because if you're going to take the time and bother to do this, you may as well really make the most of it. So that means like Divya suggested, you know, do a digital detox. It's so important. It really will help you. That's like probably the number one thing I would say. And make sure that you get to bed on time. You know, all again, all of the things that we talk about on this podcast, the Ayurvedic practices for an Ayurvedic lifestyle, make sure you continue those. And actually, even if you've sort of swayed off the path and kind of let go of some of those habits, reintroduce those during this time. It's a really good time. I think Vivia said that at the beginning of the episode, this is a really good time to, you know, go back to habits that you want to strengthen or re or introduce new habits. Doing that during a reset time is a really beautiful time to do that. So yeah. I have more questions, but I know we're at the hour mark. Thank you so much for doing this. I hope that this has been helpful to the listeners to really understand this Ayurvedic perspective on cleansing and detoxification and what panchakarma is. So Vivya, as always, thank you so much for all of your wisdom and your insight and your knowledge and sharing so beautifully with everybody. Thank you for doing this. Uh, oh, no. Thank you for facilitating this. and and. You know, it's also a joyful process. You don't have to, oh my God, I'm detoxing now and look at yes. the stuff yes. that's coming out. It's actually exactly. a celebration. It's like, oh, wow, this is it coming is. out. Great. Exactly. <laughs> I think that that is such a beautiful way of saying it. So, you know, that five days that I do, I make it a joyful process because I have a little time on either side. And I give myself the time to prepare, to go to the grocery store, to get my journal out, you know, to get the oils, whatever it is that I'm going to do, I, I give myself some time for that. And then having your kit makes it just so easy. It's like dummy proof in a way. It's like, okay, I don't have to think so hard. It is a joyful process and, and you're doing something so beautiful for yourself so that I, you know, I really hope that you all do that. And for all the listeners, there's going to be a link in the show notes so that you can also get discount that Divya has given to my listeners on the reset kit. So you can click the link in the show notes and you'll find that there. So, yeah. But Divya, thank you so much for doing this with me. I so appreciate you. Thank you. No, thank you for having me. And as a result, I hope for those of you who take the time and decide to try to do the kind of cleanse or detox or reset that works for you right now, it has to be compatible with you where you are at mm -hmm. right now. I hope that the result for you will be just feeling more centered, feeling lighter physic physically, feeling your mind is clear so that you can make clear decisions in your life. You feel lighter on all levels, so to say. You feel clarity, you feel enthusiasm, you feel 
And physically, I mean, your skin will definitely look better. <laughs> your mm-hmm. your people will notice. It's like, oh, what do you do? So you have better skin for sure, or just maybe you lo- you lost a few pounds if you needed to. So that's these are some, and and just feeling more focused, enthusiastic, and and hopeful also for the future. So yeah. that these are some of the results that we hope to get but again it's something very personal so and something that you have to customize for yourself to work for where you're at yeah absolutely wise words divya thank you my dear we'll do this again yes i look forward to it (laughs) thank you (laughs) avanti thank you divya thanks again for listening to the healing catalyst if you love what you heard please hit follow and pass it along to a friend and if you're feeling really inspired please rate and review so that others can find this podcast more easily. To learn more, head to avantikumarsingh.com. And to connect with me directly, find me on Instagram at avantikumarsingh. I'll be back next week and hope that you will be too. Until then, remember, with the right catalyst, you have the power to activate your own healing because healing starts within.